Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Dear Writer. Hello to any new listeners who might be listening to this episode. Hello to any returning listeners. We are recording episode 44 today and it is a very special episode for us because we are promoing our new book which is coming out this October when the rain falls. So exciting. It's very exciting. (laughs) It is very exciting. It's our first ever release so we are quite I'm trying to think of another word except for excited. <laughs> I was going to say worked up, and I was like, that's a wrong, that doesn't the work. Wrong connotations for, with worked up. Enthused. We're enthused. It <laughs> sounds so unnatural. <laughs> it does, but we are. We're we enthused. Are. <laughs> Very enthusiastic. <laughs> before we get into all of that, I think it's, probably good if we start with a quick writing update to let you know as usual what we've been up to. Um, So how has your writing been recently Ashley? Well it's been quite a mixed bag for me. I'm trying to think what I've done. I read our second book Price of Pandemonium again uh, with fresh eyes. It's been a what like a long while since I had set eyes on that and we were wanting to eventually edit it again to get it ready for publication as well. So I thought I'd go through it and provide Sarah with some comments. She found some issues that she also wanted to address. Uh, So I did that, which was good. It's always a good feeling when you read a book and you're like, oh, it's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) So Build it up in your mind to be worse mm -hmm. than it actually is. You have a lot of, you know, you have these worries because you can remember bits of chapters and we did quite a lot of edits. So I was a bit dubious as to how well they fit in with the original plot and things but it was okay one bit was a bit uh, uh, but Sarah's gonna fix it Um, (laughs) and there are a few other there's a few other minor minor issues but other than that overall I was happy with how it read so that was good on the actual writing front I'm about 2,600 words maybe I'm gonna check right now 2,633 words um, (laughs) through the same chapter I was working on before, but it shouldn't take too long. I was just waiting for Sarah to finish so that I could insert the beginning and a little bit at the end. So hopefully, um, and especially since I'm in lockdown, (laughs) I will have time to finish it. So hopefully it won't be too much longer and then that one will be all done. And I finished beta reading for a friend as well. What about you, Sarah? How's your writing been going? Well, I finally managed to finish the chapter that I had been writing in the previous update, which took me a long time, but I've been a little bit under the weather. So I was unable to get as much work done on that as what I thought. And initially I thought, well, well, great, I'm at home, I'll be able to do it. But obviously it never works out that way because I was exhausted and sleeping the whole time. So... (laughs) like darn all this wasted time oh well (laughs) it wasn't wasted it was spent healing but still you know sometimes it feels that way but I got it finished and I'm looking forward to starting 
a new chapter, which is from my other character's perspective, who I enjoy writing more. <laughs> to be fair. I feel that way as well about my other perspective, because we write one character joint and he's the one I struggle with the most. The other character who I write as well, like prefer it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited for writing that chapter. And you also did the finished the edits for oh, yes. When the Rain Falls, right? Yes, so I finished the final, final, final edits <laughs> for When the Rain Falls. Is that the name of the document as well? <laughs> Not quite. When the Rain Falls, final, 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 final. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm really hoping that it's totally done and that there's no errors or anything. Because, you know, we sent it to Mel, Ashley's sister, who went through it and did a brilliant job of giving us suggestions and editing any errors that she did find. She found some good ones. <laughs> and then, you know, then we went and made the changes to the edits. And the way we did it, we sort of made a decision not to send it back to her because she was sort of doing it out of the goodness of her own heart. So <laughs> didn't want to be like, you know, make the changes and send it back to her to go over and proofread again because that's just too much when someone's doing it pro bono I feel yeah for sure (laughs) but you know so we were just very careful when we made the changes that we weren't making more errors and I'm just really crossing my fingers hoping that yeah that hasn't (laughs) happened (laughs) because there were quite a few passages that were added so there's a chance I feel like the passages when I read through them they weren't too bad they were mainly, as far as I know, free. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the little word changes where sometimes there would be like two full stops or, you know, mm-hmm. an, a letter in the wrong place because it had been like mistyped. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I managed to catch, hopefully, all of them. Anyways, we should continue on and talk about the actual book. <laughs> yes. So this has been... A fairly long time coming, and hopefully from our previous couple episodes where we talked about our traditional publishing adventures, I suppose, and the self-publishing, you can hopefully get a picture as to why it took us a little bit longer maybe than we had anticipated from the outset, but it is finally happening. (laughs) And so When the Rain Falls, which is book one of our Black Sky series, will be released, as Sarah said earlier, in early October. And we thought we would share the book, uh, well, not share the whole book, but share parts of the journey um, of making this book um, with all of you. And hopefully it might make you consider reading it when it finally comes out. I thought we could start this discussion with sharing with you where the idea for When the Rain Falls came from and sort of where it started from then and where it's come to now, which are two very different books. I was, <laughs> Sarah and I were reminiscing yesterday, going through some of the old versions and we're like, mm, it has come far. <laughs> A very, very long way. So do you want to, do you want to start Sarah? Sure. Um, so we have kind of discussed before how we came up with the idea, but I will just briefly go over it for you, those of you who haven't listen to any of our previous episodes about how we came up with this idea was basically when we were teens I think I was 14 Ashley was probably 15 I think probably we were given a social studies assignment in which we had to imagine we were fleeing our home country and becoming refugees 
And so basically we got into a group with a couple of other girls and wrote a short piece from our perspective and then kind of joined them together into like a how we all sort of ended up together and went on this journey or something. <laughs> it was very, from what I remember of the assignment, most people wrote it as if they were like a refugee in a different country or like a different war, like World War II or like. I think it was quite open. I seem to remember. Yeah, yeah it was. But that's what most people did. But <laughs> we, we did not we, do that. We did the fleeing part more than the actual refugee part. <laughs> yes. I think at the end we did like actually leave the country I'm not sure but I don't remember when we decided that we were going to take these perspectives and turn it into a book we obviously changed made us like characters and came up with a plot of like how everything could happen and took out the fleeing the country part and made it more of a sort of what would happen if a war suddenly broke out in your country kind of thing Mm -hmm. How would you cope? What would you do? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but obviously as teenagers, I don't know how they're so imaginative. It's still some of the stuff that's in that book. I'm like, how did we think of this as teenagers? I don't understand. Oh my goodness. So from, I guess it was a fairly, you know, it was a not benign, but not a very interesting story. We kind of just started uh, snowballing the whole thing and obviously had to put them in more and more ridiculous situations as we kind of turned it into an actual novel form. How long do you reckon that first one was, like word count wise, the Um, first edit? I actually don't think it was very long, despite (laughs) our 101 things happening. I think it was probably around a 60 to 70,000 word mark originally. Yeah, the the handwritten one, right? Mm -hmm. Seems about right. Because I know that we definitely wanted to get to the novel mark. And I think yes. we just ended up doing that by adding more and more events. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what a lot of people do. Yes. So many events. <laughs> it's, a, it's a common mistake of being a beginner writer, I think, is cramming so many events into your plot and then realizing that actually you just need to draw out the ones that you already have. <laughs> and remove some yeah. forest fire. <laughs> I forgot that was a thing so anyways after that (laughs) I did want to reminisce a little bit more I don't know how much you remember of those early days but I seem to have quite strong memories of walking around our high school campus and discussing how things were going to go down what we envisioned (laughs) the book to be (laughs) because I think I forgot this as well um, when I was flicking through one of the versions yesterday was that the school features in it or used to feature in it. Yes, yes, it did. <laughs> Science building with R, R block, S block, S block, S block, S block features Mr. Anderson's physics room or science room or something. <laughs> That's funny. I also remember, yeah, that these sort of, well, sometimes we walked around and discussed it, other times we hold ourselves up in the library. I remember the library times. Yes. And I actually have some pictures of these library times, which. Oh my I God, think, do you? <laughs> yes. I will put these pictures onto the episode notes for this podcast episode. So you guys can all see Sarah and Ashley as teenagers 
writing this gigantic book. That's hilarious. How do you have pictures of us writing in the library? A mutual friend of ours, Hannah. Hi, Hannah, if you ever listen. Hi, Hannah. um, Took a lot of pictures at high school and she at one point transferred them all to me as well. So I have a lot of pictures. That's... I can't believe that you actually have some of those. I do. I remember planning them. I remember, I most vividly remember chapter planning. It's one of my most vivid memories and yes. how we'd like write it out on refill and then like tear the refill. Yes. we like little sh- four line segments. Sh- <laughs> Here you go. Here's your chapter plan. So it'd be like a, a little pile of like ripped refill pieces. Yeah. Which were the worst. You've heard a couple of our chapter plans in a previous episode, but Yes. From, for the most part, they were three lines long, which would be calming chapter, Levi's in the forest, and that would be like it. <laughs> or they argue, it rains. Like, it rains. Cool. Oh like, okay, cool. But yeah, so that, those are my memories of the first version. Oh, yeah. And I did also want to mention as well, when we eventually transferred it into digital form, which was sometime around 2007, 2008, I do remember trying to print it from the library computers and then overloading the system. <laughs> and we we couldn't even cancel the print job. It just kept coming. And then the librarian was like, what is happening? <laughs> it's like a billion pages coming out of the printer. <laughs> oh my gosh, funny. Oh, fun times. Yeah, fun it would times. have been 2007, 2008 because the earliest full copy I have of the whole manuscript is 2008 and I found a like hybrid one where I had like I found this like random folder just actually more like a document like wallet and I opened it and I think it was (laughs) in the version that like sandwiched between the original full handwritten version and edited version which was like mixed and then the actual fully digital version so it has like some like some chapters are handwritten but we must have edited each other's chapters because the Dylan and Lizzie chapters or some of them are in my handwriting. Interesting. I was like, oh, I've written these. But then there's some that are printed and a couple of the Levi ones are in your handwriting. Yeah, well, this is what I think. I feel like originally at the very start, we started writing the characters separately though too. Like I was writing Levi and you were writing Dylan. Possibly. But it's very straight. I don't know. I just. I do feel like we must have edited because when I was reading through recently, like last night, reading through the old version, I was like, I can see parts that Ashley wrote, but then I can also see parts that I wrote in specific chapters. I came across the hilarious Lizzie poetry from the airplane again, but handwritten this time. And for some reason, it just made it so much better. It's, like <laughs> it's a- handwritten. <laughs> that must be the original version then. <laughs> The double pie, but it's so out of place. And she's like, oh, it's just a rough draft. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rough draft. Oh, dear. That's funny. So good. Anyways, after that, the book went through quite a number of edits. More edits than I can actually recall. <laughs> Me too. So many, so many things have been removed, which is, and I was reading through yesterday, and I kept being like, oh, my gosh, that's a thing. Oh my gosh, that's a thing. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> it's unrecognizable now. It really, except for the odd paragraph, which is weirdly almost entirely intact. So yes, actually we're going to read some little snippets later from the very original version, which hopefully you'll find amusing. Yeah. So we'll share a bit more about that later. 
I still think we should publish that original version one day as like a spoof. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. I was cry laughing so much yesterday. It is, it is great. I can't wait to read the, the little snippets. <laughs> Anyways, before we get to the snippets, we should talk about the actual book that we are yes. going to release. And if you haven't read our short story, which is an optional prequel to it, and we're going to get to talking about that in a couple minutes, you won't have actually seen the blurb for When the Rain Falls yet because we have not put it on our website. There's the blurb for the blurb. <laughs> um, but the, the actual blurb itself is not there. So I thought... Well, we thought it would be cool to have a mini mini release for it here on the podcast. I'm just going to say that Ashley did, I think, an amazing job at writing this blurb. And I thought I'd give her the honors of reading it out. Oh, okay. It is very well written and it's very exciting and dramatic. It is something we do well with drama. There's a lot of that in our book. If you like reading about drama, you know. (laughs) despite the fact that it's about a war there is a lot of drama all right so then without further ado here is the blog the blog the blurb for when the rain falls the soldiers came with the storm our people didn't stand a chance but we were lucky under darkening skies a group of teens must fight to survive a war no one saw coming their families are taken the citizens imprisoned as they hide in the thick native bush they begin to realize they're alone no help is coming. In their never-ending struggle for freedom, one question remains. Who started this war? They must discover the truth before war's fingers reach further afield. Dun, dun, dun. So yes, very dramatic. So hopefully that entices you a little bit, raises some interesting questions about what might happen. Yes. <laughs> As I said, we're very excited about that blog. It blog blurb. <laughs> Why do I keep saying? It's the morning here. It's the morning yeah. here. That's fair enough. Okay. (laughs) So what we thought we'd do next is to introduce our cast of characters as well. And do you want to explain a little bit about sort of what perspective and how we've written the book so that it makes sense? (laughs) Yeah. So we thought we should introduce the characters because the novel is, well, it's written in first person and it's multi-perspective. So there's six character perspectives that tell the story so it kind of makes sense for us to introduce those six characters to you so you can get a little bit of a feel for who they are uh, and what they're like and give you a little pre-intro to them before you hopefully read when the rain falls yeah I think we've talked a lot about four of the six characters and so some of you may not realize that there's actually six of them not just four of them. (laughs) The other two, they are, I would probably say they're more secondary to the main four, but they're still important characters in their own right. So we thought we'd give them airtime on our introducing characters. um, They deserve it. Yes, (laughs) they do. You know, they all have a pretty rough time in the war. So (laughs) they do. it's only fair that they all get a little bit of a shout out. Yeah. Do you want to lead us off, Sarah? Maybe we can do one, like alternate one and one. Sounds good. Okay, so by now, if you've listened to our podcast at all, you will know about Lizzie a little bit. (laughs) So to get a feel for Lizzie, listen to songs by Pink, I would say, is the best choice. Her new song, 
reminds me of Lizzie so much. <laughs> like so much. I heard it and I was like, oh my gosh, it's Lizzie. I, I feel like pink has a good combination of the tough exterior and then sort of the vulnerability inside that is kind of the mixture of what Lizzie is as well, which is why a lot of her songs do give you that feeling. Like this this new one as well, which has quite a bit of swearing in it, but it's called Hustle. And I quite like that one. That one cracks me up when I listen to it. It makes me think of Lizzie as well. But yeah. So Lizzie is a fighter. She would take a stand for any of her friends. She is unwaveringly loyal. She feels strongly, sometimes too strongly, about her beliefs and doesn't usually see things in shades of grey. She is constantly battling against how she believes people perceive her and continually trying to prove herself. Lizzie's greatest fear is being invisible. I feel like that is a good summary of her character. <laughs> it definitely is a good summary of her. Gets across her somewhat stubbornness. Um, <laughs> yeah. She's a very feisty character as well. So yeah. very always very interesting. Yes, she certainly makes some... Things are interesting with Lizzie what? around. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. She makes some decisions. She stirs, stirs trouble, but she, she's good at heart. Good at heart. Yeah. 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 She cares about her friends a lot. She means well. She, means she always well. means well. <laughs> I guess in contrast to Lizzie, there is Grace, who I've talked about before. Um, and I've also mentioned, I believe, maybe once before, that if you want to get a feel for Grace's character, you can listen to songs by Brooke Fraser. Grace is a lot more sensitive and emotional, I guess. But that's because she has quite a tragic past, which is the foundation for all of the subsequent choices that she ends up making. She spent a lot of her past time uh, trying to get through the tough times she's had um, and come out a stronger person. But I've written, but the arrival of war will be her biggest challenge yet. She's barely recovered from all of her, all the tragedy that's happened to her. So she's also a little bit fragile, um, yeah. but <laughs> okay. a little bit fragile, um, but she's a very caring character. She, yeah, she treats everyone really well, I think. And, but she can also be quite emotional, well, be quite, be very emotional. I was going to say quite emotional. <laughs> no, she can be very emotional at times, which can cloud her judgment. And her greatest fear is probably being too broken to heal. So she's not, well, she's pretty much the kind, the opposite of Lizzie, I would say, in some respects. Yeah, I think they all struggle to see themselves clearly, which is a very human yeah. in general yeah. I feel like everyone has that issue but I think it's interesting that Grace's character she is yeah worried that she's too broken to heal but yet others see her as a very strong person despite mm -hmm. being very emotional and being very <laughs> <laughs> like she's fragile but she's quite strong underneath that so yeah it's almost the opposite of Lizzie where Lizzie's like <laughs> strong on the outside and then fragile on the inside. And then Grace is like very fragile on the outside, but quite strong deep down. <laughs> yeah. 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 So next up, we can talk about Dylan. So I was thinking to get a feel for him, I would probably listen to songs by Dermot Kennedy. We actually haven't had any of these songs in any of our playlists. 
but I think just mainly because they haven't quite fit the chapter yeah but it does feel very Dylan when I listen to those songs they're quite like <laughs> they're quite romantic but they have like a slight melancholy feel to them as well but yeah like Dylan he likes to be liked he's always been quite popular but we've written that the war is making him change I think I think he's a bit fragile where his self-esteem is sometimes yeah where you know he he likes to be kind of cool about things but then underneath he's quite sensitive it's on a good act sometimes there's a few instances and when the rain falls where he'll be like talk to Christ I'm not like, even I'm sure scared. it's really an act all the time though I think it's that he also doesn't really know how to express <laughs> himself oh, Dylan he has some like moments where he'll give like these big speeches and it seems like he knows how to express himself but those are like not necessarily about like personal things <laughs> they're kind of like bigger picture things yeah yeah it's not like targeting like an, his real issues <laughs> yeah it's not introspective it's no. more here is this ex- existential problem that the world yes. is facing he's more philosophical than like <laughs> introspective you'd think that they'd come hand in hand but they don't necessarily <laughs> not with the dylan. dylan they don't <laughs> inside internally he wears his heart on his sleeve if that makes any sense it is if the chapters are first person so you can hear dylan's like internal monologue but you can, he often doesn't translate that outwardly i'm just gonna start right in so he comes from quite a traditional family and i think this kind of perpetuates his trying to be strong but then like holding it in he's kind of got the the tough guy kind of thing going on like trying to be tough trying to be cool and then inside he's really like when you hear his internal monologue he's he's quite sensitive and he can quite easily be overwhelmed by some stuff I feel he kind of sees himself in the role of protector um even (laughs) even when his friends don't necessarily think they need protecting which can be a bit of a source of conflict especially when you think of characters like Lizzie. (laughs) Yeah. So Dylan's greatest fear is letting people down and not living up to people's expectations of him. He's a very interesting character. He causes a lot of interesting and like, it feels like unnecessary conflict just from being himself. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He does a bit. Anyway, so if we move on to Levi, who's also, he's quite different to Dylan. If you want to sort of get a feel for him, you can listen to songs by Daughtry. I don't actually think I have any Daughtry songs for Levi, mostly again, because they don't fit with any of his chapters. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like they just sort of make me, they remind me of Levi. So hopefully, if you listen to some of those, um, you can get a feel for what he's like. So Levi comes from a broken home. Poor Levi. He has divorced parents and a fairly abusive father who's from the military. But this doesn't really get Levi down, or at least not uh, outwardly. He comes across a bit of a joker. He's pretty happy all the time, always joking, uh, joking around, trying to make Grace feel better. He's really compassionate and has a fairly optimistic outlook 
generally speaking, but the family dynamic from his home does impact him quite a lot. And his greatest fear is actually becoming his father. So that's an interesting, he's a very interesting character. They're all very interesting characters. I feel they're very Mm -hmm. rounded out now, whereas they they weren't before. Before Levi was the Joker. Yeah. (laughs) That's about it. Yeah. Poor Levi. I know. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, oh, yeah. Mm. He's just, Levi's Levi. He's Mm -hmm. a very fun character, I would say. He is. Yeah, he does also have a deeper side to him. Mm -hmm. I feel like that deeper side comes out more in the subsequent books and it will yeah. in the first book but you get hints of it and you do when the rain falls as well and you'd certainly see the compassionate side of him yeah too okay and next we have jess and we've sort of just touched on jess from point to point i was sort of going through some artists today because I wasn't quite certain what I'd describe as like good music to get a feel for Jess because she's quite she's quite a dynamic character and when we've found songs for her in the past they're quite diverse songs and so it's quite hard to pinpoint an exact artist but I thought after a little bit of sort of humming and hawing I decided on Caitlin Smith as an artist which um, has some songs which I feel resonates with Jess. Um, Unlike Lizzie, Jess doesn't see the world in black and white. She is constantly worried about whether they're doing the right thing and she has quite a religious background as well which you know makes her question spirituality and death and dying um, more so than some of the other characters. Um, She's also a little bit younger than the other characters too, but she does have quite an addictive personality and gets swept up in her thoughts and emotions. And by addictive, I don't mean that she is an addict (laughs) as an, yeah, she, she more like gets obsessed about like certain things. Like, so she will like latch on to like an idea and then she'll like obsess over it and go over it again and again in her mind. And that part of her kind of crops up a couple of times in the series and certainly I would say in the first book like a couple of times as well yeah yeah she does feel like quite an outsider to the group and feeling like that sort of makes her feel that she's really alone and so she can be quite she's quite stuck in her own thoughts and she feels a bit separated from everyone else And so her greatest fear is being alone forever, I guess. Yeah. But then despite feeling like this, she's actually probably the glue of the group. (laughs) Yes, I would agree Um, with that. No, if she wasn't there, I feel it would really take away from the first book and When the Rain Feels. (laughs) When the Rain rain. Falls. (laughs) When the rain feels. Personified now. (laughs) When the rain falls. (laughs) Yeah, she's quite an important character in some ways, despite being a secondary character. She's my husband's favorite character. I feel like she's a lot of people's favorites. She is. I think one of my other beta readers 
they really liked Jess as well. It's their favorite yeah. too. And that just leaves, I guess, Jennifer left. Um, I don't know if we've actually talked I don't that much about her. Well, she is a character. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she is, is she the youngest? Yes. Yeah. So she is the youngest of all of them. And she has lived quite a sheltered life up until this point. And when the war comes along, she really has no interest um, in fighting or waging war. She is perfectly happy uh, to hide out in the bush and wait for the war to pass everyone by. However, despite the fact that she is the youngest and sort of outsider-ish like Jess, she is usually the voice of reason um, within the group because they often, you know, they're very passionate about some of their ideas and well, the course of action. You know, Lizzie kind of <laughs> fires everyone up. Jennifer's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's just like, wait, <laughs> what are we doing? Are you insane? Yeah, pretty much. So she's quite, she adds a very interesting dynamic and very interesting perspective of all the other characters uh, in the book. So, yeah, she does give a clearer sort of outlook on what the other characters are like and how they're relating to each other and what's actually going on versus what they think is going on. <laughs> yes. Yes, she does. So, yes, yeah, so those are our, that is our cast of characters of When the Rain Falls. So hopefully it's given you a brief, a nice brief introduction to them and hopefully you'll get to know them a bit better or if you read When the Rain Falls. I thought we should now maybe move on to the short story. We can maybe you can kind of go over the origin idea slash why we wrote it in the first place and yeah go from there yeah for sure before we sort of in between the short story and the characters moving on from the characters I did briefly want to mention that the short story is not written from any of those characters perspectives um it is actually written from a soldier's perspective, Tamati. And Tamati, he is quite an interesting guy. I, I did want to, to mention for like those of people who, who were excited about the short story is that he does come into the series a little bit later on, but not so much in the first book. So if you enjoyed that short story, you might enjoy continuing along in the series as well. So about the short story. So there was a local short story competition where I am located here in Calgary. And though I'm terrible at short stories, I had some time during COVID and I thought I'd give it a go. So I tried to imagine what the situation was like before this fictional war in New Zealand and how things might have deteriorated to a point where war in a westernized country resulted and I will say that when Ashley spruced it up recently it was amazing to see it come to life even further Um, she did a brilliant job of adding more to the setting and heightening the drama (laughs) so (laughs) thank you Ashley it was a little bit flat before then but yeah I think that's really we tried to give it a bit of a different twist than the actual series so that it had a bit more perspective of what was going on because the yeah. the teens who we were talking about before they 
you know, they're really still quite young. They're not really paying a huge amount of attention to what's going on in the sort of local media and what's going on around them. Like they know stuff, but they don't really think about what it means until it actually happens. So I feel like it adds a little bit more perspective. Yeah, I think it sets the scene a lot. Well, it just adds to the scene setting of the backdrop, like the political backdrop and everything uh, that comes, you know, in the lead up to the war, which you don't get as much of in the series. But you don't need it, though, (laughs) either. Like it's not required. It's just if you're, you know, if you're interested, can just, it's an optional, I guess, prequel. But yeah, it's quite, it's a good read. Yeah, and if you want to get a hold of that, then definitely go to our website. Um, and if you scroll down to the footer, you'll see a link to sign up to Linderson Creations. And then you'll get an email, um, which will give you links to the short story. So check that out if you're interested. I think we'll move on to our next little thing which is the playlist which is quite exciting so that should be available to all of you now um you can access it on i think we're gonna put a link to spotify there should be a link to spotify um where i have the playlist already made for you it's called when the rain falls or you can find a list that's available on our website and you can listen to the songs on whatever music streaming service that you use so do you want to give a brief overview of what the playlist, what we hope to achieve with the playlist? So with the playlist, we really just wanted to summarize each chapter in a song. And so every single chapter has a song, including the short story. And if you sign up to get the short story, then it also gives you the name of the song so that you can listen to that kind of alongside it. But for the playlist yeah so it's basically just a summary of the entire book every time I listen to the playlist it feels like I'm listening to a condensed musical version of the book (laughs) yes I wish I could do it all over and like again to be honest um not because you know I don't like the songs that we have but I just enjoyed creating it so much it's really fun it's really fun so fun But then, you know, speaking about how it's like listening to a condensed version of the book, it's not like you're going to get spoilers either. No. And so a lot of the songs more capture like the mood of a chapter or the atmosphere sometimes rather than actual plot events as well. Yeah. Or like a character's emotions or whatever. So it's quite varied, I guess, as to what each song represents. You'll definitely see um, why we picked them after reading the book just listening to it it will give you a general sense of the tone of the book um, from the high points to the low points Um, yeah but they aren't specific enough to give anything away Um, especially as you won't know which song belongs to which character until you have the book in front of you so yes so hopefully you enjoy that take a listen maybe you can try and guess what happens (laughs) guess which one belongs to which character too (laughs) yeah like from our character descriptions is this a Lizzie or a Grace song or (laughs) it's actually generally a pretty good playlist to listen to regardless I occasionally put it on in the lab and my lab mates enjoy it's a very interesting collection of songs I'm like wow you have just listened to my book in musical form (laughs) 
<laughs> like okay ash <laughs> good for you <laughs> it is a very fun playlist i think i enjoy it yeah me too me too we've done it for our other books as well so i often will be like which book do i feel like today to listen to <laughs> and then which version because i get obsessed because we switched and did like the opposite chapters um in a 2.0 version and so sometimes like oh which version do I feel like of when the rain falls or whatever yeah. so to, to clarify as well the version that we have released to you guys is the first original version so Ashley um, chose songs for her characters um, yeah. and I chose songs for my characters yeah which are actually I believe all of the ones that we introduced today yes. so yeah. I was thinking ahead <laughs> so that kind of wraps up our little promo for the version of when the rain falls that will be coming out in early October uh we thought for a bit of a laugh though we might read out some passages from one of the very first versions quotation marks of when the rain falls because I don't actually know what version Sarah has taken hers from it's the first completed digital version it's the one that I've taken mine from but I don't really know how many edits were gone through before it got there. (laughs) Yes. Um, And even though I say edited, it's a very loose term. Very loose. (laughs) Yes. Badly edited. (laughs) Very poorly edited. Um, So this is at least, uh, I guess we would have been no older than 18, I would say. Yeah. And don't worry, there will be no spoilers. All of mine, the events that take place no longer exist in the book so there's no risk of that happening yeah that's the same as mine they're all parts <laughs> that have been cut well, out for, for a good one reason. reason or another <laughs> some of them weren't too bad but you know they just they couldn't stay <laughs> they couldn't stay right do you want to start or do you want me to start i'll start you'll start all right okay so the first one that i chose was from a levi chapter and it is no longer in any of the books but the point where it comes I would say is probably part of like the new price of pandemonium not the when the rain falls we divided the old when the rain falls when we realized that we had like too many events happening in one book so many events (laughs) but it's still like a beautiful little passage that was lost and (laughs) When I read it, because we haven't told, I should, should say that oh, we've not told each other which passages we've chosen either. A surprise for you and for me. Yeah. <laughs> or and us. I think Ashley's going to enjoy this one because. Looking forward to it. This is one that was quite memorable. And in fact, we called this chapter at one point Levi's Bad Day. Oh my gosh, yes. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this chapter's so good. Later on in the morning, I heard giggling. Grace and Lizzie were sitting against the tree with a big smile on their faces and were trembling with laughter. Sometimes I didn't understand how someone could be angry at one moment and laughing at another. What are you laughing at? I asked. A bird, said Lizzie, gasping for breath because of all the laughing. I gave her a puzzled look. The bird, she had to pause while she gathered her breath. It flew into a tree and she giggled again. Grace was sitting by the tree attempting to control her breathing. The bird knocked itself out and she took (laughs) enough a deep breath. 
It fell into your food, said Lizzie, shrieking with laughter. That was shortly followed by shrieks of laughter from Grace. I grinned. It wasn't really that funny. It was actually one of the most random things I had heard in a long time. I chuckled to myself as I walked away. In war, the most unfunniest things seemed to suddenly become hilarious. I walked over to the food to remove the unconscious bird. It looked like a fantail. Its small chest rose and fell rhythmically. I picked it up carefully and carried it over to a tree. I was just about to lay it on the ground when it suddenly woke up. With a yell, I let go. The bird's claws slightly scratched my hands. I heard Grace and Lizzie erupt into laughter again. I worked purposefully away from them. I heard their laughter grow fainter as I walked away. I shook my head in embarrassment. Every time I saw Lizzie and Grace that day, they would burst into silent fits of laughter. It's the most random event ever. <laughs> it is pretty funny. I have never seen or heard of a bird flying into a tree and knocking itself out. A window, yes. A tree. It's so outrageous. So outrageous. It's so outrageous. I just love that, like, yeah, it scratches its hands and it just, like, bursts into laughter again. <laughs> if that were me, I would totally do that. I was like, it's not, it wasn't really funny. I'm like, no, it is funny though, Levi. It's quite <laughs> funny. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that is funny. <laughs> it is funny. Come on, Levi. You're like a joker. You should get this. It's funny. So I didn't read the next part of the passage, but so Dylan asks next what Lizzie and Grace continue to laugh at. And then, so Levi tells him the story. And then Dylan just like tries to hold it in and then like snort laughs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Levi. This is when Levi was a lot more one dimensional. He was just like the clumsy guy. The the (laughs) joker sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Some good moments though. Good moments. Okay. I've just come down to read this. So this um, passage comes from So the version that I took was in a folder on my desktop, which was called Old, Old Computer. And inside that folder, there was the book Desolate, which is the older title for When the Rain Falls. Inside that folder was edited and old. And I was like, obviously old. This will be more hilarious. So only a few of the chapters were in there. But chapter chapter five, from Jess's perspective, I think it got shuffled a lot further down in the book. In subsequent edits. Hmm. I should, um, I will set the scene for you. Jess has blown up a petrol station and is currently <laughs> hiding and is currently hiding in a log. <laughs> because of course you're hiding in a log after blowing up a petrol station. That makes sense when everything's on fire. <laughs> Unfortunately for her, there is a soldier sitting on the log. I have for my reading I've copy and pasted it from the chapter and I have kept the original comic sans font um just for added (laughs) effect for myself okay so obviously they hadn't found any trace of me they left being the soldier I breathed again I waited an hour before I decided to even move when I moved I twisted my body it was a big mistake the log shuddered and then rolled down the hill it was on. I was banged around. My leg was bent on a funny angle and was stuck like that. My shoulder was being continually smashed into the log as it rotated. It was a long, painful ride to the bottom of the hill. When the log stopped, 
I carefully dragged myself out of the log. I lay on the ground, drenched in pain. I shakily, I'm sorry. Um, I shakily stood up and used a tree to support myself. I was too dizzy to move. When I could see straight, spelt wrong, um, again, I looked around to see where I was. I saw a track. Could this really be the Omanoa track? I hoped. I prayed it was. I followed it for ages. Then I remembered we had sabotaged it. It was just in time too. When I looked down at my feet, I saw the glint of steel. It was the barbed wire. End scene. Oh my God. I just love that she's just hiding in a log. She's in a log. And then, can you imagine what that would have looked like to the soldiers? This log just like spontaneously rolls down the hill. I just... She like I like the part where I waited an hour before I even decided to move. Oh, it's so good. This comes after she she manages to blow up the petrol station by lying on her back on the road and like hooking onto a truck as it drives over top of her. So yes. Oh dear. Okay. Okay. That that whole chapter's gone now, by the way. None yes. of that happens for re- good reason, I think. As with the next one, which is a grace chapter. And this one's completely gone, again, for very good reason. (laughs) It was later on in the book where I found this gem. And I honestly, I I wanted to do more. And I will give a brief summary of what happens next after I finish this. (laughs) Because it was just too amazing. I don't know how we came up with these ideas. When the man closed his door, I crawled out of the trees and went underneath the body of the helicopter. What are you doing, Lizzie Mel? What we have to, I mouthed back. I stretched out and hooked my feet under the helicopter strands and wrapped my wrists around the opposite side. I closed my eyes and waited for the helicopter to take off. I didn't have to wait long. I felt my back lift off the ground. My arms strained and my leg muscles ached. Dylan crawled to a nearby helicopter and grabbed a length of rope, which he had spied. Just randomly, helpfully sitting there. But anyways... Then he and Levi went to work at cutting them into many lengths. Dylan ran over. Here, he said, as he began tying the lengths of rope from one side of the helicopter to the other, making a sort of bed. Grace, lie down here, Dylan said, pointing to the makeshift hammock. I easily climbed in and lay fearfully on my back. Grace, Dylan, are you both stupid? Lizzie, it's the only way to get out of here in time. (laughs) Sorry. You'll probably die. (laughs) I know. Will you come with me? (laughs) We all are, but if we die, it'll be all your fault. Mm. (laughs) Dylan continued tying the ropes to the bottom of each helicopter. Everyone in turn climbed into the hammock of death. Then he tied up his. (laughs) The hammock of death. Sorry. (laughs) He looked nervously at each other. This was idiocy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I should continue that that went on to the helicopters flying off and Grace nearly falling from the helicopter. I think she did fall, but the ground was close enough at that point. Yes, Um, of course, conveniently. But you know, she was like hanging from these ropes. (laughs) Dylan's rope (laughs) didn't work very well. (laughs) So outrageous. Oh my gosh. 
It was one of my favorite scenes in the book when I was reading over it just because it was so absurd and ridiculous. I like the fact that the helicopters like hovered and then waited for them to like attach all these ropes to it. Attach a rope hammock bed, the rope bed of death. (laughs) Everyone in turn climbed into their hammock of death. The hammock of death, so good. Oh my goodness. It was like we knew that there were outrageous ideas when you read like, you know, words like this was idiocy or are you crazy? (laughs) But we just went with it anyway. We're like, I don't care. So good. So good. Okay. So my next passage comes from, I don't know what version of the, it was on a piece of like just random paper that I found. Okay. (laughs) Um, in a folder so we're going with it because it's amusing um it comes from jennifer's one of jennifer's chapters chapter 15 and what i'm about to read is probably some of the worst dialogue i've ever read (laughs) and (laughs) this literally is the beginning of the chapter so there's no like i don't need to set the scene because this hopefully will well it doesn't but will set the scene for you so here we go we need a radio said levi one morning The air was thick with fog and dew clung to every fern. Do you think any of the soldiers we killed at Lizzie's house had one on them? Asked Jess. You were the ones that killed the soldiers? I yelled out loud. You nearly got me killed with a capital K. What a stupid thing to do. (laughs) Calm down, Jennifer. We had to. They were going to kill us? Grace said uncertainly. (laughs) I stared furiously at her. Snap out of it, Levi said harshly. He glared at us for a moment. What did we decide to do about the radio? He asked calmly. We were going to see if any of the soldiers at Lizzie's house had a radio on them, said Dylan. (laughs) Okay, then who's coming? Asked Lizzie. Not me, said Grace. I don't know how my stomach will handle it. She smiled weakly. I'll stay behind with Grace, Jess said, looking a bit pitiful. And then I'm just going to read the next couple sentences because it's hilarious. We arrived at Lizzie's house later that afternoon. It was completely deserted. The entire house had been looted. The windows were smashed and the glass ranch slider shattered. The curtains billowed out the windows. They were torn to shreds, probably by possums. And God knows what else. (laughs) (laughs) What else would do the curtains? I have no idea. God knows what else. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh my god. It's amazing. Oh dear. It's so bad that it's amazing. Okay. I've got one more piece, which is actually not badly written, but it it does some wonderful scene setting and <laughs> I couldn't decide which ones I wanted to, which is why I ended up with three, because The last one that I read obviously was hilarious for the fact that they were strapping themselves onto helicopters. However, this one I felt showed some promise and it also paints quite a hilarious scene. (laughs) So it's also from a Grace chapter. It's a little bit earlier than the one that I last read out. I'm just going to continue straight into it. We followed the man quickly, turning down an alleyway. They walked towards a rundown and old building in the dodgy part of town. Onlookers stared at us out of their dark and lifeless eyes. 
barrels steamed with smoke from fires that had been lit the previous night. (laughs) (laughs) The brick buildings on either side were discolored and broken. Graffiti scoured the walls. Live life and screw this place. And what you looking at were a few of the messages scribbled over the building. The soldiers went inside. It sounds like Gotham City. (laughs) We stopped, turned around and walked back to camp. We didn't want to be hanging around in alleyways where they could see uh, see and us. What? (laughs) (laughs) It literally says where they would see and us and get suspicious. Okay. Why were these people going into such a random place? Back at camp, we all pulled out information. There was nothing really to tell, though, apart from the strange fact that these soldiers, which dressed themselves up as businessmen, (laughs) went to work in the rundown parts of the city. After we discussed every possible reason for doing this, we had decided on only one thing, to follow them more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I love the graffiti on the walls. Yeah. (laughs) What you looking at, and it's spelt. I should tell you how it's spelt. Hang on. It's spelt like W T U L K I N, and then at as in the character. What you looking at? (laughs) It's real sassy. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. Okay. So I I also have one more. It's actually the uh, the old beginning of when the rain falls which I have termed hilariously dramatic it's not that it's poorly written it's just dramatic is probably the only words um, I can describe it so hopefully you enjoy intense it's intense is one way to describe it it all started early in the year of 2005 it was in between seasons. The heat of summer was slowly dwindling and dying as the icy grip of autumn clawed its way into existence. It was at that time when everything began, when we fell into that dark, bottomless, godforsaken pit. We struggled to save ourselves from the monsters that lurked so quietly, so, <laughs> so secretly within each of our minds. The demon of death, hungry for our terror. Even now, sorry, (laughs) even now, in the bleak dampness of a black night, I can still feel it arouse within me, encasing me in shadowy thoughts that are fringed with a frosty anguish. When I feel the creature awaken, fear chokes me, burning through me, and I suffocate in my own hysteria. Only when I turn the light on, does the nightmare melt away. It had seemed that escape from the pit that we had plummeted into was an unpromising, fruitless venture from the beginning. Yet somehow we found the courage to try. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) It's it's so dramatic. (laughs) I kind of wonder what I would think if I like picked up a book off the shelf in a in a bookstore and started reading that I'd be like what the heck is this but I'd also be slightly intrigued I have to admit oh no it's not bad writing it's just a lot I'd be like even now in the bleak dampness of a black night I feel it around (sighs) we were very dramatic as teenagers yes true to the stereotype I guess yes 
And with that, should we move on to mistakes of the month? Yes. A few more laughs for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you want to start us off, Sarah? Sure. It's probably not as exciting as the pieces we just read out, to be honest. But it gave me a little laugh. Mainly mine this month were like little like typos where I added extra letters along the way. <laughs> so one of them was, Simon's inner sides turned to ice. <laughs> <laughs> the inner sides. The inner side of him. <laughs> it was spelled I-N-I-S-I-D-E-S. <laughs> inner sides. <laughs> but that was quite funny. That is good. Um, and then the second one was a flicker of a smiley Grace Lysander's face. <laughs> flicker of a smiley. <laughs> and the smiley was spelled S-M-I-L-I-E. It Ooh. almost looked like simile. <laughs> a smiley. But it was a smiley. Could be a new grammar term. A flicker of a smiley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so those are really the only two that I had. <laughs> I have a few. Sarah won't have seen any of these, actually, because they're from the chapter she hasn't seen yet. But it's all from our, well, I guess my current chapter I'm writing. The first one is Simon hadn't considered being up a wolf. It was supposed to be Simon hadn't considered being set upon by a wolf, but somehow just came out came out as being up a wolf, which is hilarious. <laughs> Sounds weird. Like he was being eaten or he's worried because there's lots of wolves out and they're riding through the dark. Um, and he'd forgotten uh-huh. about wildlife. And Helene reminds him that maybe they should, you know, keep riding and not, you know, wolves might come. And he's like, wolves. <laughs> That's funny. Um, the next one is a hilarious me <laughs> rejigging around the sentences and then not realizing that I've entirely misconstrued the meaning. So Agath screamed in fright and dropped Simon's hamation on the floor. It swung forcefully, crashing against the wall. So it was <laughs> originally someone had kicked a door in. So the door swung forcefully and crashed against the wall, but I moved it to the start of the paragraph, but accidentally left the, it swung forcefully crashing against the wall in place. And now it sounds like the Hamation, which is a cloak, swings forcefully and crashes against the wall. (laughs) It's pretty funny. Quite good. Um, And my last one is Lysander shrugged and whipped the blood from his sword onto his cloak instead of wiped. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Shaking it clean. <laughs> it's a very amusing, uh, very amusing imagery. Yes. <laughs> Whipped. Oh dear. So, anyways, we should probably wrap this up now. We've gone probably over time. Too many hilarious passages to read out from the old books and things. Yeah. So there are still some spots left on our author spotlight section. Um, So if you want to apply for that, then you can go to lindersoncreations.com and hover your mouse over the podcast menu and it'll give you a drop down where you can be featured on Dear Writer. You can fill out a form for that. And next time on Dear Writer, it's going to be another one of our culturing creativity episodes, which are always really interesting. I enjoy talking about how we can help inspire creativity. And if you'd like to know more about us, Um, or any of our writing projects, or perhaps download our 
short story prequel. You can visit us at lindersoncreations.com. Or if you want to contact us, you can get in contact with us on Facebook or on Instagram, uh, which is also under the handle Linderson Creations. And if you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Tell your friends about us and we'll be back next week. So happy writing, everyone. Thank you.